Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Uh, welcome to The Breakdown. We have a uh, new guest, Eric Reynolds. Uh, he's a member of our church here at Galilee. Uh, we asked him to come on this week. Nick is out of town uh, on vacation. And so we thought, uh, what what better a guest than to invite Eric onto our podcast? Uh, well, you. well, thanks. Um, boy, that's a tall billing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many people you went through before you got to me, but uh, happy to be here. Hey, man, I, I get to make the decisions for everybody. And so you're the first <laughs> one to come to mind. So uh, I'm glad that we could set this up and uh, and make time uh, to talk about this week's sermon. But um, before we get into that, man, I just want to uh, let our listeners and, and myself really uh, just get to know you. I have a couple of questions lined up. Um, I, I really thought about doing some silly questions for you. But the more that I, that I thought about it, I was like, man, this would be a perfect time to just kind of uh, to, to pick Eric's uh, brain. And so, um, man, I got a couple of questions that kind of have to do with Galilee and, uh, man, your experience with, with the Bible uh, and being a, a connect group leader here with the link. Um, so I think these questions are, are set up perfect for you. Uh, so my first question is this. How long have you been a member uh, at Galilee? Yeah, that was an easy one. And uh, I do appreciate you uh, steering away from any kind of technical questions like chemistry related or anything like that. I was really <laughs> fearful of that, but uh, yeah, um, my wife Yvonne and I and our family, we've been at Galilee for a while and uh, it goes back to 2006. So I guess with uh, the new math, that's around 16 years we've been at Galilee. Wow. Wow. That's a long time. Uh, and and uh, you and Yvonne kind of, uh, or you and Eric, not you and Eric, who you and Anthony lead a, a small group here, right? Uh, a connect group called the link. Yeah, absolutely. We've been going for about 10 years. So Anthony and, Anthony and I uh, kind of trade out on uh, leading or facilitating a discussion uh, around God's word. And it's it's such a joy. I mean, it's a it's a it's a great time together, um, you know, to have a, a place to come together and, and be with our brothers and sisters and just open up the word. And what I love about it is that just a lot of dialogue. You know, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong, but we uh, it's it's great to uh, to jump into the word together. And, you know, when we come across some difficult passage or a difficult concept, it gives us homework for the week. And that's what we're really Anthony and I are really trying to be intentional about is getting people in the word, not just for that 40 minutes or whatever we have on Sunday morning, but uh, to get us in the word, um, you know, routinely be a part of our life. Yeah. And so that's a shameless plug, man. If you are looking for a connect group here at Galley, um, there's a great one called The Link. At, right on. Uh, at 10 that's, o'clock. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite book of the Bible? If you had a go-to book that you could, you could just read all the time, which one would it be? Oh, if I could read it all the time. I don't know. That might, if, you know, if I read it all change my answer. But um, <laughs> I do love Genesis. You know, I, I love that it's action packed. It's kind of a, a real page turner. And then for me, it, it slows down a little bit after Genesis for a couple of books. But um, yeah. and I also love, though, the, the challenge of Ecclesiastes. We recently did a study on that book. And it's, mm. um, you know, such a, uh, a dichotomy <laughs> between the temporal and the eternal focus. But um, I think my go to book and Yvonne would would uh, answer this if we were on that uh dating game uh answer she would say yeah hosea and uh <laughs> you might think why hosea but i just i love the idea of 
you know, in the midst of our continued turning away from, from Jesus. And a lot of the sermon dealt with that, how we reject mm-hmm. Christ in in these different ways that, that he's still pursuing us and even alluring us. And that that's just such an amazing attribute, you know, of our merciful God that, that he would come after us in the midst of our own, uh, really adultery in terms of Hosea is you know, turning away from him and giving our allegiance to another. So it's, that's a, it's a really good book. And um, I really enjoy uh, learning from that one. Man, that's good. That's good. So um, yeah, my favorite is Genesis. And so when you, you started talking about Genesis, I was like, well, we may have to have you on for another podcast when we get, uh, <laughs> get some uh, Genesis scripture going on in here. Um, Absolutely. If you could describe Galilee, with one word or maybe a phrase, what would you describe our church here as? Oh, got to love these questions where you have to boil it down to one word. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I kind of look at Galilee and I just see fruitful. And, mm. uh, you know, over the 16 years we've been here, we've seen so many people come, you know, maybe for the first time. We know that they're going to consistently hear the gospel uh, proclaimed. And, you know, we've watched a, a lot of people come into a, a saving faith and, and walking with Christ and baptism. And, that, you know, fruitful is, uh, you know, a great attribute of our church. And uh, that's the one that comes to mind. There's lots of other words to describe it. But I think uh, if I had to boil it down to one, uh, that's the one that comes top of mind. I like it. I like it. Last one. I'm going to save I'm going to save the one that I haven't asked you for the end. But what's your favorite piece of Christian literature? Oh, boy. OK. I don't know if you mean fiction, uh, like Christian Either way. fiction. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not much for the uh, Christian fiction scene. I, I do love the movies, even though some of them are like painfully long. But <laughs> <laughs> I always kind of tend toward the practical uh, books that you know supplement God's word and, and really point us toward the gospel. And I think one that, uh, well, an author in particular, but one book in particular uh, by John Piper called Don't Waste Your Life. I'm sure you're familiar with that one, but... Mm-hmm. You know, just again, it's back to that temporal versus eternal perspective. And um, there's a lot of things that in our culture that drive us toward, you know, we put it in quotes, the American dream. And uh, I've definitely been guilty of getting caught up in that myself. And so that book is kind of a, a reset for me. Um, even after being a believer for many years, it's a reset that kind of warns us of a life well lived and what that looks like as a as a follower of Christ. It's not a amassing you know, uh, an, an amazing retirement. And, you know, maybe those things happen in conjunction with it, but it's it's a life that's focused uh, on him and and not on ourselves. And that's just a that's a good easy read too. I like to recommend it to other you know, other people just to have that really quick reset and grounding in what it means to be a, a follower of Christ. Yeah, and uh, man, I'm glad it's it's an easy read because I know. Um... <laughs> You said it was by, uh, is it by Piper? Yeah, yeah. John yeah, Piper. yeah. I mean, his sermons, man, they're not, they're not an easy <laughs> listen as far as uh, if you're, you're willing to be convicted, then it's, it's a good, uh, good route to go. But um, man, I, I think, I think in that, in that, the way that you answered that, it kind of segues into uh, the sermon that Nick preached this Sunday. We've been um, having, all, we're, we've been going through this series called Storytelling, which we've been looking at the parables of Jesus and how he taught and, you know, that they had a meaning that pointed people back to either the kingdom of God or some kind of truth about who Jesus was. And um, this particular parable that we, we hit on Sunday was the parable of the tenants. And so I'm just going to give kind of a synopsis of what what's going on here in this parable. And then uh, I, I want to get your take, man. What what really stood stood out to you in this parable? Um, but this parable is about a landowner who owns a vineyard, 
he has it well protected and then he rents it out to some farmers. And so when harvest time comes, the owner of the land sends some servants to come and to, to take the harvest. And the people reject the, uh, the servants. Uh, they kill some, they stone one. And so they're not really receptive to the landowner. And so he sends some more servants and they do the same thing. Well, finally, he sends uh, the son, you know, the heir to the land. And the people do the same thing. They reject the son. And so uh, then Jesus catches the attentions and, and the audience here is the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. And he reminds them that, um, that the cornerstone, the person that they're rejecting is the coming Messiah. And they eventually realize that, that Jesus is talking about himself and they're not too fond of that, which we can maybe get to <laughs> at some point, you know, because he's, he's, he's really talking about these Pharisees, the teachers of the day, uh, rejecting him. You know, uh, he has set everything up for them, this, this, uh, this place. He has called them to be his people, and yet, and yet they've rejected him. So um, that's kind of a little synopsis of what this parable is, what's going on in this parable. Uh, but from Nick's sermon, what, what stood out to you? Yeah, well, I think specifically around this parable, I, I love the idea of, you know, self-realization when we have this moment of aha. And uh, I think as, as I'm reading this parable and uh, as Nick talked about it, Jesus delivers this in such a way as the, the, the audience is sitting there trying to maybe understand the meaning. And then Jesus asks this last question at the end. He says, what will he do to those vine growers? And then they actually have to answer the question. And, and in my uh, version, it says, he will bring those wretches to a wretched end. And you, you know, somewhere in that moment, there's this, uh, oh, wait a minute. Is he talking about me? Yeah. And so uh, I think that's just a, a great teacher tactic that Jesus uses that, that makes them really have this aha moment that they'll never forget. Um, and, you know, in that moment, it's not too late for them. But he is uh, he's really delivering that in a way that that shakes us and wakes us up to the reality of, of rejecting Christ in this in this sense. So, uh that one that really stood out to me is how he he brings them into this self-realization in a very Jesus-like way. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, I mean, any good storyteller it kind of lulls you to sleep, and you're like, man, this is such a great story. Yeah. Like, oh man, you know the the antagonist, you know, get that guy out of here. And then he's like, oh well, who who do you think these people are? And they're like, oh well, this is a reflection <laughs> of who I am, you know. And yeah. then it kind of wakes you up, like you said, it jolts you into this this idea of, hey, Jesus is trying to make a point here, um, and, and I think his point is crucial, you know that that he, he even says it in there, you know, he's the cornerstone. Everything that we build um, our, our Christian life on should be built uh, on top of him. And, um, and that was kind of one of the, the points Nick made was, um, so what keeps us away from um, giving Jesus every area of our life? What, what is the thing that keeps us away from that? And uh, the, the thing that, that he answers with is, um, in particular, idols. Idols are what keep us away from giving our all to Jesus. They're what distract us. Um, and, and so let's, let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, when, when you think about idols, what do, what do you think about? Yeah, you know, I, I thought about this even as, as Nick was kind of preaching. This idol word has a kind of a double meaning to us. We think American Idol, that's cool, you know, and we want to look up to this <laughs> talent and swoon over them. But then when we talk about our own idols, it gets uncomfortable, you know, really quickly. And um, as Nick presented, it's, it's really anything that takes our focus away from a, from a life in Christ. And, and uh, I thought that was 
it, you know, I think about my own idols and, and I don't want to acknowledge some and maybe I even try to do some rationalizing. Well, it's not really an idol because that would be very difficult to get through that one. You know, so, yeah. like if it's your family or your, you know, something really close to you, like, wait a minute, that is the thing of, of nightmares. You know, when you think about things happening to those uh, parts of your life that are just super important. Uh, so I really liked uh, that you know breaking into the uncomfortability of or uncomfortableness of talking about your own idols and we're pretty good at rationalizing away some of our own idols and saying you know what that's not that big of a deal and and i like how nick spoke to that yeah and i think the even the pharisees of the day kind of did that i mean that's they they tried to rationalize killing him like oh well he's saying you know he's the messiah he's the king and that's blasphemy so let's let's get rid of him because what he's saying you know really makes us evaluate our walk with him mm. and it, it's the same with you know when i read romans and paul is is getting deep into you know how sin has affected us it's like man you know i don't i don't really want to talk about that like i want I'd, I'd rather cower away than actually deal with the problem but yeah i think what jesus is saying is when we deal with that problem when we deal with that idol our foundation becomes firm um uh, most of the time, I feel like whenever you either uh, I'm having trouble, maybe uh, having faith in something, um, there's something in between Jesus and I that's that's causing that, that's that's pulling me away from either studying or or being in prayer or leading people to Christ. It's it's always something that's in the middle that's keeping me from doing that, and and we really have to um, be cognizant of those things in our lives. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that would lead me to my next question uh, as we're talking about idols is, um, man, maybe what's what's some practical ways that that we can, you know, either see the idols in our lives or or, or maybe maybe comment on that. Maybe some ways that you do or I've seen other people um, uh, kind of be aware of the idols in their lives. Yeah, I think it, it kind of starts with for me, it starts with a self-evaluation like hey what are what are the things where am i putting my time into and you know you mm-hmm. talk about things that are kind of insidious i think nick used that word sunday and I, and I like that idea because when i'm thinking about hey how do i really want to spend my time do i want to spend 30 minutes on the wordle for today or do i want to spend 30 <laughs> minutes you know in hebrews and really trying to learn and take away what the holy spirit would have me to take away from that time and sometimes wordle wins and yeah. and i just i look back on that so i think to protect against that, um, you know, those idols creeping in, it just takes, uh, some daily repentance. First of all, like, I'm, I'm sorry for putting other things above you, Jesus. And, um, yeah. and then just really asking the Holy spirit to, to convict us of that and guide us, uh, into the right priority, uh, which is Christ as the, as the focus of our life. So it's, um, I think we fall victim to it in, in some degree every day. And, and so, every day there's a repentance aspect to that too. And like, God, I, I, I strayed away. I put something else first. Would you help me not do that today? Or would you help me not do that tomorrow? And, and I think, you know, that, that really has to be saturated in prayer uh, to, that's our best defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love um, the third big idea that Nick points out is, is, is Jesus marvelous to our eyes. And when, when I was reading his notes before he preached that, man, I was like, man, that's an interesting question. And he even says it in, in the text, it says it. And when he's talking about the cornerstone, 
is Jesus marvelous to our eyes? And, and when I think about that, something that came up to me during the sermon is, is as far as practical um, ways that we can see idols in our lives is, are we comparing ourselves to others? Are we saying, well, you know what? My idols aren't as bad as Eric's. Like, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have this issue and Eric does. So, you know, I, I don't have to worry about my idols. I, I'm doing pretty well. And when we compare ourselves to others that, and we shouldn't because we should be walking alongside of each other, encouraging each other to, to rid ourselves of these idols. But when we, we take Jesus and we put him um, kind of in the mirror and, and we see our reflection and it doesn't look like him, then that's a way that we can see our idols. Oh, well, we're not acting Christ-like in these areas. And so our, our, our goal should be to be like Christ, not to be like, uh, our brothers or sisters uh, who are walking along the same path that we are, but to be like Christ. And you hit, you hit on it perfectly with the spiritual disciplines that were given, like prayer, like being in the word, like being in community and a connect group in these ways we can, we can be um, even with a community that sees our idols. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't see the pride in our life that can gently come alongside of us and, and point it out in a loving way, because we want, we want each other to be in Christ. That's how the body grows. And um, man, I, I really kept thinking about this, the different spiritual disciplines that, that we as believers have like prayer, fasting, um, discipline, um, reading the word. And I would recommend um, this book called Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. Um, it kind of breaks down these, these 12 spiritual disciplines and, and how they can help you see the idols in your life. He doesn't necessarily talk about the idols, but they put you in this, this, um, this pathway to receive grace from God, to, to show us that, yeah, we're not perfect, but we serve a perfect God and we serve mm. Jesus who has who's already done these things and practiced them and showed us the way to to live, to be image bearers of God. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're spot on with that. Um, and that's that's pretty practical because I think it's important for us to see the idols in our lives, to um, and be open and honest to have that conversation with ourselves and with our brothers and sisters, because when those things are the cornerstone in our lives, I feel like things just begin to fall apart. Yeah. Um, I think about what's going on in our day and age with the whole deconstruction of our faith. And it's like, man, it, it's, it's sad because was Jesus ever the cornerstone of, of people that are, that are going through this? Was it, was it a fake Jesus? What is it? One that we've kind of created, you know, and, um, at the end of it all, man, sin is messy. And so these, these conversations with ourselves are really hard to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, um, you know, as we see this idea of who Jesus really is, we, we have shifted that over the years too, to kind of meet the needs of the day. And, and, um, that's, that's an idol in and of itself is, mm -hmm. is turning Jesus into something that he's not. And, um, you know, I think the the discipline of just being in the Word and 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 seeing truth in that, and not letting the outside world influence our idea of that foundational truth of what it means to to be a seeker and a follower of Christ. Um, that's a fundamental discipline, and uh, you know, it's it's a, a great defense against the uh, what, like you said, the deconstruction of our our faith or or the destruction even of yeah. it. So.
yeah, that's a that's an important one. I, and you mentioned there, like how what's going on parts is the law, and it makes them uncomfortable. And and Nick asked the same question with his the second point. He says, "Are we rejecting Jesus? Like, do do we want to shut him out of certain areas of our life? Are we okay with?" not giving him our all. And eventually over time, man, that, that will break us. I, I think of, of um, Brian and uh, me, Brian and Kai went eat at Barberitos today. Um, <laughs> and so my brain's kind of slowing down because man, that, that steak burrito was good. But all right. we talked about how, you know, how some of these, these famous pastors, these celebrity pastors, um, have fallen and it's it's so sad we were talking about how it affects the whole church and it boils down to they didn't have every area of their life under the lordship of jesus and and it's dangerous because eventually we're going to get caught whether that's here or whether that's on judgment day like it's gonna become known And, and i think that that's a great reminder that it's not just one area of our life that we need to give to Jesus. It's not just us saying that we believe Jesus. It's not just us carving out this, this hour for Sunday or two hours for Sunday and saying, Hey, okay, that's, that's the time period I give you Jesus, but it's, it's living every day of our life in every area of our life for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've struggled with that idea in the past because I think, well, if I make Jesus every moment of my life, then how am I going to go to work and be a chemical, <laughs> yeah. en- chemical engineer? And then, you know, there is this realization that he's central to every aspect of our life. And that doesn't exclude work. That doesn't exclude a conversation with a non in every moment. And he can be central in that and us still be, you know, a productive citizen that is employed and, and does things that uh, the outside world sees as, okay, Hey, he's doing something. But you can you can have Christ as the focus the entire time. And I think the biggest the biggest hindrance to that is this idea of of self. I mean, Mm. I I struggle with it. Self gets in the way. Self takes priority so easily uh, in our lives. And, you know, you look back through the Bible, almost every sin starts with the sin of pride and and elevating ourselves above the preeminence of, of Christ in our life and. Um, you know, when we do that, when we promote ourselves and our needs go above his will, that's that's when we've we've got to take a pause and and again, seek that repentance and and, and, a, and a restart. Yeah. And I'm thinking about all this, you know, practically, how do we how do we, you know, put Jesus over every area of our area over every area of our life and. I think, man, some of the best advice that I was ever given is is to be in community, um, to be uh, a part of a church that that it's not just on Sunday mornings where you're going and you're you're meeting with people, you're doing life together, and you're learning um, how to put yourself uh, in the position to to have Jesus over each area of our life. I, I think of I think back um, to when I did youth ministry. And um, I'd have one of my good friends, uh, he would always come over to our house and he was like, man, do y'all do this every night or do you just do this whenever I come over? Like, hey, man, we're just living life and we want you to be a part of it. Like, we're not just going to pray at dinner because you're here. Like, this is something that we believe. Um, We're not we're not just having biblical conversations because you're here. Like, it's something that we want to model and we want you to be a part of so that 
That way you can go home and do this with your family. And so I think it's really good to have people like that in your life that will open up their homes. Um, I know COVID has, has really messed that part um, of our, our human nature to, to do that. But, um, and that's the best advice I could give anybody as far as learning really how to do that. Um, you got anything, uh, maybe some advice you could give somebody? How, how do they give every area of their life to Jesus? Man, it's it's so crazy that you use the term doing life together because uh, this past Sunday in the link, we did a, a quick look at the Greek word koinonia. And, mm. uh, you know, it was just all about what, what separates fellowship from Christian fellowship. So fellowship may be getting together over a pizza or a burger or whatever it may be, but Christian fellowship may have a pizza or a burger, but Christ is at the center of that gathering. Uh, and so, you, you know, you talk about the power of connection and I think that's that's kind of the most critical thing for us is to find connection and quit. God has given this gift of of people in our lives, our brothers and sisters. And, and like you said, they provide encouragement. We're supposed to edify one another, but they also give us the accountability and to gently correct us uh, and mm. give us advice, pray with us, um, celebrate with us. And I just feel like the quicker and more in depth you can get into relationship with a brother and sister, um, you know, the more the more you're going to be able to grow and, and really share that joy that you found in Christ uh, with other people. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I just I just want to make it clear for people, though, that, um, you know, in most of Jesus's accounts, he did have food. So oh, yeah, that uh, is if very- you're going to invite me over, I, I expect. food. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not <laughs> see the steak burrito on the list. though. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, Jesus, he models that for us. Just, you know, living um, with his 12 disciples for three years, man, I, I can't right. imagine the growth that they saw in their lives um, mm-hmm. and, and how much they were challenged. But um, man, I, I think that that wraps up kind of the, the, the main point of, of this sermon was to put Jesus at the center of our lives and to make sure that we constantly are reflecting, is he the, the center of our life? Is he our cornerstone? Um, so man, I, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast before you go though i want to wrap up with one last question and i think you hit on it and this you can use your last answer as this answer if you want the easy way out but if you could give one snippet of advice to a new believer what would it be find connection find it quick and and get out yeah it took me until my thirties, Brennan, to really find the the power of a of a group of uh, of guys in this case that would uh, that would pray with me, that would read with me, that would um, would learn alongside me, and hold me accountable. Um, and that it's there's nothing like it, and uh, it's God's gift to us as uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. So uh, find connection, find it quick. Absolutely, and and if you're listening to this right now, and you're like, man, I, I want that kind of connection. I want relationships that are real that are going to challenge me. Hey, well, you're, you're in the right place. Um, give me a call, email me at brennanatgalilee.org. I'd love to talk with you, get you connected um, with, with a group, either Eric's group or a group just like it, because we have plenty of them that are doing um, the same thing that are building relationships and are, are challenging people to look like more like Christ every week. And so, man, I appreciate um, not only this time that you've given us, but, uh, your dedication to teaching the link. Um, it's not, it's not only teaching, you know, and, and I, I think uh, people may forget that, but it's, it's really um, making disciples. And man, I, I appreciate your example uh, so much, Eric. 
Well, great. Thank you, Brennan. And I, it's, a, it's an honor to be here today and, and talk with you and um, look forward to our, our next connection. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, I uh, appreciate everybody listening uh, today to the Breakdown Podcast. Uh, if you ever, ever have any questions, let us know. We'd love to take them. Um, but we'll see you guys next week.